the year 1776. Oh, Mike Hamilton. 1776. <laughs> New York, Richmond. <laughs> My name is Becca. My name is Becca. Is that Becca doing Hamilton? Hamilton, yeah. Mm. My name is Harrison. <laughs> we are the B-E-C-C-A. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. We're in Virginia, y'all. Yeah. I don't know if you guys know this, but Virginia is for lovers. It's for lovers. I've never heard that before in my life. Have you really not? No, I have. Many times. Oh. That's, they told us like 25 <laughs> times in this but episode. But yeah, you had heard it before. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that's why they really beat it over our heads. So um, you were just lying. I was being sarcastic. Yeah. Tell me something I don't know. Like a lot of times you don't know stuff. That is true. That is true. Little known fact about Ryan. He grew up in a underground cult. <laughs> a la Kimmy Schmidt. He is Kimmy Schmidt. I know he is very little. male Kimmy yes. Schmidt. Except far less charming. Well, and males are not strong as hell. So. <laughs> Um, boy, all right. So I do love, they had to show us Richmond on a map, which I don't think they've ever done before uh, for anything. Did you notice that? I did not notice that, but now yeah. that I'm thinking about it, I don't know that I could find Richmond. Or Did they show you Virginia on a map? With or? a little like circle or star that showed us where 100% Richmond was. 100% I could not find Richmond. Right. Pretty iffy on finding Virginia, <laughs> frankly. <laughs> Frankly. Frankly. I lived in Indiana for four years, and I could not. If you gave me a blank map of the United States right now, I couldn't show you Indiana. Really? I'd like to try. I could. I think... It would be a shot in the dark in the dark between Indiana and Illinois. Well, yeah. I mean, it'd be one of those I states. You'd know it would be. There's like those three in a row. It's I, easy to get confused. I feel like you're being a little overconfident in your own ability to find it. Yeah, let's test it. Let's get some <gasps> blank maps, coloring sheets at some sort of restaurant that offers coloring sheet maps. I get all the I states mixed up. That's what I was and saying. And I get a lot of the eastern seaboard states mixed up. The eastern seaboard is tough. It's not easy. It's not going to be an easy And task. I don't give a shit about Richmond, <laughs> except for our good friends John and Emily, who, who live, live there. in Richmond. I, I wish they would have been in that crowd when they were dancing to, when Leo and Becca were dancing to Morgan Whatever his name Evans. was. Evans. Good old Morgan Evans. Man, how did they get Morgan Evans on this? I guess he just loves Virginia so much. That's what it comes down to. Becca finds it. Can we jump into the episode? Yeah, yeah, sure. Two, two minutes in. Finds well. a love sign. I'm assuming they're everywhere. Or does she find the sign or does she just spell it out she, with her body? She finds a sign, which but makes this even better. But then she stands in front of it yeah. and spells it out. But she has a little... she. Gets confused on the last letter. She's like, "Give me an L, give me an O, give me a V, give me a E." e. She has to like turn she around like and look at back. it. She has to have oh. a cheat sheet for how to spell love. Oh, Becca! Oh, Becca! That's... You stupid bitch! <laughs> <laughs> oh, in man. my notes, I, in my notes, I have in all caps right there. Oh man! Oh man! That sounds like something Leo would say about Leo? it. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Oh, that Becca's a stupid bitch. No, no. Oh, oh man. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, man. you oh, got to be kidding yeah, me. Yeah, you got to be kidding me. No are way. You, are you kidding me? Um, all right. Becca has wedding and baby fever. Yep. Garrett uh, says that he appreciates the fact that you get a big city feel, but you're still out in the country in Richmond. No, you're not. <laughs> yeah, like, what are you talking I've, about, buddy? I've not been, but I don't believe you're out in the country. I believe that it is a thriving city. Little known fact, 
after this Richmond segment was filmed, Garrett actually took a day, drove up to Charlottesville, and participated in the White Pride <laughs> Rally. It was a little after the fact, so he was the only one there marching around with the tiki torch. He but he t- felt like he, he got, got his point tiki across. Torch. He made yeah. his point. Yeah. Through that and Instagram likes. Oh, boy. Um, Leo says, just like Virginia birthed the nation, I hope that it births a relationship that really lasts with me and Becca. I don't like the birthing metaphor. No. No, even for birthing a nation? Especially for yeah. that. Why not? Because it makes me picture, like... Like the United States what, covered Was it in, a vaginal like, yeah. birth? Was it a C-section? <laughs> you know, after the revolution, the uh, they ate the placenta of America. <laughs> I mean, did Virginia have to get a... Uh, <laughs> Episiotomy. Episiotomy? Yeah. Oh, look at you. I know. Look Boom. Those birthing uh, classes. Yeah, those sunk in. Yeah, there was a doula. Yeah. Alexander Hamilton, the doula of America's birth. Alexander Hamilton. There's a million things I haven't done. Oh, Gang, just we just we just started listening, or at least I did. Just started listening to the Hamilton soundtrack like four years too late. So Been listening to it for years. Here comes my, at least my hot pop culture references, gang. <laughs> All right, so okay. let's uh, get into this. The guys once again are disproportionately excited to be in a what appears to be a fairly basic hotel sure, room. Yeah. They just do a big, like, body pile on the bed. And once again, struck by how homoerotic the bachelorette can sometimes be. Oh, yeah, yeah. big time. I mean, that's and that's all through this. I feel like there's a lot of uh, of broing out. Yes. Yeah. Um, Chris says that this week is a redemption week for him, mm-hmm. to which Wills gives a major amount of side-eye, and I really appreciated that. Yeah, he's great at the side-eye. And hey, kudos to the um, cameraman and the editors for capturing that and putting that in. Yeah. You know, because you yeah. have to imagine, like, they can't film everybody's reactions all the time. Or maybe they just have a stock, like, roll of Wills giving side-eye <laughs> that they can just pop in wherever they need. Although, as my friend Amory noted, his eyes are usually, like, halfway closed. Have you noticed that? <laughs> he has a very, like, sleepy face. Yeah, very sleepy, sleepy look. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's stoned this whole time. Can um, you blame him? All right. Jason has the one-on-one. I called it. You called it. I called yeah, it. I'm here to, to testify, everybody. And I called it. Date card says life is full of surprises. I said that he is as excited as Andrew Keegan's character was on 10 Things I Hate About You when Alex Mack says yes to the prom. Because he is Andrew Keegan. I know you can be overwhelmed. And you can be underwhelmed. But can you ever just be whelmed? I think you can in Europe. Or when Andrew Keegan uh, made that illegal bootleg kombucha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Started a cult. Yeah. Jason says that if with his hands gesturing, if Cloud9 is here, I am well above it. A lot of Cloud9 talk this season. Mm-hmm. Cloud, if, if this date is Cloud9, I'm on Cloud10. Why not crank it up to Cloud11? Uh, that's too much. That's, yeah, too, that's one cloud yeah. too many. One, a cloud too far. Um, Chris... It's just being super obnoxious this whole date, basically. But he's like, I would do, I would do a two on one. I would do a one on one. Oh, I really want a one on one. Like, no shit. Well, of bud. course you do, like, asshole. Yeah. And that's basically what Lincoln says. He says that 
uh, Chris's odds of getting another one-on-one are low, to which Chris asks, do you have the historical data to back that up? (laughs) We need to get our stats person on it. I mean, we're laughing, but every episode we want historical data too. Chris, we feel you. What if there was like a ticker down at the bottom that gave us like stats, like the 538 people came through? I would like that job. Um, So he does say that. Good question, especially we're in Richmond. Why not bring up some history about the show? But that seems to lead to a fight that I do not understand <laughs> at all. Someone, what happened? I think that Colton, I believe it's Colton who makes the comment that it's like dumb and dumber, but I don't know which one is which. And I concur. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. Absolutely. Absolutely. Suddenly it becomes a, a body shaming fight too. Right. Well, we get a detail about Chris that we had never learned before, which is that he was much larger. Did we ever hear that he before? He weighed like 300 pounds when he was 10 years old, he says. That seems improbable. I mean, I don't think he would make it. Sure, He's yeah. the one who says sure, it. Sure, yeah. Anyways. But then uh, Lincoln gets mad at Chris. Well, they're just fi- they're just like... I mean, it is. They're both stupid. Right. And so they're just bickering right. like children. Well, and and it, it really is like children because Chris gets mad at Lincoln for pushing his body up. It's like right. they need a thing of duct tape so that they can draw a little line down the couch. Right. Who can sit on which side? Yeah. And then Chris says to Lincoln, if you put your hand on me, I would destroy you. Which, despite Lincoln's inability to play football or uh, swing an axe, I do not believe that. Yeah, no, yeah. not at all. Yeah, no. I know he can't do any of those things, but I'm pretty sure he could probably throw one punch that would take care of Chris. <laughs> and Jason is just like, I gots to go. Yeah. Peace out, y'all. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> yeah. So Jason and Becca go and take a historical tour. That's so romantic. So romantic. This so full of surprises. Tour is just like our relationship. <laughs> it's boring. Long and drawn out. Yeah. yeah. Um... Becca tells Jason that the site that they're at is where Patrick Henry gave his give me liberty or give me death speech, to which Jason replies, get out of here. Get out of here. Now, that's that was cute, and there was a lot of those kinds of expressions in this episode. I also noticed that once again, Jason said, frickin'. Does he not, has he not cursed? Is he not cursing in this? Maybe he... Is like I bet it'll be like he promised his mom he wouldn't. Or oh, something on the like show, that. yeah. I don't oh, that know. Would be, that'd be real sweet. I don't know. Yeah, I've actually <laughs> noticed there has been an increased amount of bleeping. It seems like. Hmm. This, yeah. Again, again, get our stats. I'd like some historical data to back that up. You like and Chris, Chris both. yeah. I can understand his desire there. They go to a donut shop. They visit the Poe Museum, the po which Museum. even as two English college instructors slash professors we were both like lame (laughs) boring who would want to do that they go to an unhappy hour they make out in a coffin yeah can we um can we get to one of the quotes here which is the unhappy hour host says an unhappy hour is for those who tend towards the gothic realm of things and he says you enjoy life through death and jason says of course course. (laughs) (laughs) i wrote that down too (laughs) and then he gets on a mat like with someone doing i didn't quite understand what was going on i they yeah they're doing like back bends jason attempts to do the splits did he know going into this that he needed to wear stretchy pants? It's they seemed to know a lot he about. He gets down really far. Yeah, yeah. For and those you normally wouldn't wear on a date pants that you could do the splits in. 
those seem like mutually exclusive or activities. Maybe so. Uh, maybe, so. maybe so. I don't know. Here's the here's my problem with Jason because I like this guy. I don't think that he's going to be the last one standing. Sure. I think he might make it to top three. Mm-hmm. Uh, dude, stop using so much product in your hair. Like I yeah. could swim through his hair. But he does look like Aladdin, according to Becca. It doesn't look like Aladdin. He looks like Andrew Keegan. He looks like Andrew Keegan. Yeah. And there what if it far, is Andrew Keegan? Like it might faking, be. Yeah, faking it might be. This is a chance. I'd to like get back. to get the two of them to get. Has anybody ever seen Jason and Andrew Keegan in the same room? I've never seen Isn't them either. together before. So that pretty much proves it to we me. We should buy some of Andrew Keegan's crystals. That's what, what he, he does in his cult. He sells oh, crystals. Oh, he sells crystals. Oh, yeah, that would go well with our sugar bear. Stuff. Oh yeah! Just kind of I wonder if we could get vibes. Andrew Keegan to sponsor the podcast. <laughs> His cult. We can do like ads for the cult. <laughs> Testimony. Like you're gonna have to do some weird body stuff to get that, but that's worth it. What kind of weird body stuff? I don't know. Like the you're gonna have to be a sex slave. You already watched Smallville. What is that the equivalent you were of joining a cult? With small, yeah. Basically. Well, but I didn't. Did you I- masturbate to that Allison girl? No. Yes, you did. No, she was one of the folks. You can't see Ryan's face right now. (laughs) I can read him like a book. Now that I know that she was branding people left and right, I wish I would have. (laughs) That's really what gets me going. Uh, Yai. Um. Anyway. 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 Uh, where were we? All right. Jason's date. Sorry, I'm looking in my notes. I'm trying to figure out where I am. Well, we, oh, okay. the reason we why we get back. confused, we cut back. We to go back, the... and the guys are talking about how Chris is falling apart. Mm-hmm. He's no a walking shit. storm cloud. Um, he keeps going up to, I guess, what must just be like the hotel balcony. Yeah, because we get a bunch of shots of him just being a pensive gentleman, like he staring out into the city. Is taking over the pensive gentleman role. He looks like Felicity in the opening number of Felicity. <laughs> that means nothing to me, but I believe you. Yeah. Yeah, um, I believe it. Uh, so he also, this is the first scene that we get where Chris is wearing, although it comes back again later, a beautiful coat. I hate him. Yeah. I do not appreciate him on the yeah. show. I think he sucks. Mm-hmm. I want that goddamn coat. Yeah, where did he get it? We got to get it's our really researchers hard. on it. Let me if tell anybody you how knows. hard it is to find like a sleek camel coat. Mm-hmm. And it's like just the right length. Yep. For sure it's it. not a men's coat. Like yeah. It's like Michael Scott wearing that I mysterious. Have. It's like in yeah. Michael Scott in his mysterious <laughs> pants. I already have that reference in my notes. Ooh, beat you to it. I went through I rifled through your notes earlier so I could steal all your jokes. You probably did. Mm-hmm. Yep. While you were in the shower. So that you can get a comment. So that All you can get a glory. listener who's obsessed with you. Yes, folks. We have, probably listening now, a listener that is smitten with Anna and her um, sarcasm. Uh, so, I what is it? It's will enticing. run away with you. <laughs> let's, let's do this. Sight unseen. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need any more information than that. Baby, I'm already smitten uh, with your sarcasm. Yeah, I find yeah, it intoxicating yeah. as well. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So I what's was, he got that I don't Leo. have? I think Leo might be on my list. Oh, yeah, after we this We found week. Leo's Instagram, y'all. And Ooh, let me dogs. tell you, yeah. go somewhere private where you can be alone with yourself and take a gander at that because yeah. he dressed up as Cal Drogo and... Holy moly. Well, he also has a 
fake Christmas character named like Sugar Cookie. Where is this? I have this later in my notes. We're kind of getting ahead of ourselves. Um, I don't know. Well, I'll find it later. It's it's, it's called like Sugar Sugar Mc. Cookie. Sugar, cookie Sugar Buttons <laughs> is the name of the Christmas character that he plays. I love you. Yeah. I love you. Not me, Leo. No, Leo. Yeah. Be yeah. mine. He uh, is very um, charming. He has a bunch state. of we'll pictures in red coveralls. Did you look at yeah. his Instagram oh, I looked account? At, I looked at the highlights yeah. that Bustle yeah. pulled out for me. Um. Okay. Right. So anyway, Chris is wearing that coat... Becca and Jason have moved on to a bar. They've mm-hmm. moved away from the Poe Museum. And they will never more go, <laughs> go back. <laughs> I'm surprised um, that uh, they didn't make a telltale heart joke. Yeah. Like, I feel like that, maybe that's a little I'm too I'm surprised literary. they didn't at least make a Raven reference. Right. Oh, like, they should have played that so right. Ra- they should have made a double Raven reference. They could have done so much with it. This, they should have left on the Raven floor. on the Poe date. That would have been perfect. Damn it. That would have been probably the, their greatest hour. Yeah. <laughs> Other than Wills and uh, Chris going at it last yeah. week. Okay. Um, anyway, they go to a bar. Jason uh, says oh, right. that everything is there for me to fall in love. It's getting real, and it's getting real quick. Quickly, buddy. Um, his friends uh, are at the bar. Right, she surprised him by bringing his friends in. I like yeah. that. Yeah, and that's cute. And his friends look just like you would expect. Yep. Which is interesting. Like, we've seen this uh, Bachelor trope before. Remember, Rachel did that with Peter. Yeah. And Peter is like, Peter genuinely is on my list. I love him. He's yeah. beautiful. I mean, he's a male model. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he's like a legit male model. Wait, is he an actual male model? Peter? Yeah. Like yes. oh, oh working I didn't realize I forgot about that I, think I believe so yes I okay. think he is I know I believe I you have to yeah. look at his Instagram feed again yeah, later I'm on tonight. there yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but do you remember this his friends were like super weird and random sure, like yeah. it was some it was really a random ugly group. white guy <laughs> and like this really tall black dude it was just like. And then, like, one, like, homely girl. I, it was very strange. Jason's friends all looked they like... They looked like Jason. The people I would expect, yeah. Yes. I was also thinking about how if if I were on The Bachelorette and my friends were invited, how awkward we would all be on television. Yeah, that would be terrible. Yeah, it would be terrible. T- I mean, me being on TV would be terrible TV. And then with my friends, whom I all love, yeah. uh, who are some are listening. Would, I don't think you would play well on TV. No, I barely play well on the podcast, and I have a face for podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, uh, but yeah, his friends are there. It's nice. They have a nice what, time. His, they are nice, except like one friend I feel like likes them a little too much. Oh, yeah, maybe. He's, a, he's like... He's as good as advertised. I saw that. Yeah, I had as that. far as people go, he's the right person. And my note just says that this guy's in love with Jason. Right, this guy is obsessed with Jason. Yeah, got a little bit of a talented Mr. Ripley situation going on. <laughs> well, and also Jason said like this is the best date ever, which is kind of a weird thing to say when your friends are part of the date. Yeah, like don't you think? Because I mean that was nice and a fun surprise, and it seemed like they have fun. But like to say that that's the best date. Ever like that, right. that, you know, that includes that is kind of weird to me. Jason tells a story about his grandma who had Alzheimer's. At this point, I'm just kind of a bitch in my notes because I said it's sad, but what is the point of this? Yeah. But it was a li- like I feel like they do that thing where 
some of the guys or some of the contestants, because this mm-hmm. happens on The Bachelor too, have legit saw. I'm going to call it a sob story, not uh-huh. to demean sure, it, but right. like have really sad sure, yeah, stories powerful to tell. stories, yes. yeah. But then everybody else feels like they have to pull right. something out of their right. back pocket too. So Jason is like, I don't know. He just says that uh, it taught him that you can't take any moment for granted. And then Becca's like, Yeah, my dad died. Right? Yeah, and yeah. Nice try. Yeah, Jason. I watched him take his final breath. Well, yeah, I noted that, too, and it's just, you know, I don't want to say it's hard because, you know, if you've had an easy life, that's great, but, like, if you just don't have a story, you don't have a story. Don't, yeah, you know? like, you don't have to turn everything into, like, this one teaching moment where, right. you know. You know what it reminded me of is when I would work in the writing center and people would bring in personal statements, and they all have stories like this. Yeah. Right? When it was just like, I saw my grandmother die. Right. I want to become a lawyer. Like, it's all it's stuff like yeah, that, yeah. just over and over again. And then that one guy brought in a mini horse. <laughs> a seeing eye horse. And yes, you knew exactly you what to do about it. I was trained for that situation. Someone yep. had broached the topic already <laughs> and prepared me for it. Um, I need to take a quick step back to mention something, which is that one, and this comes up actually in their later conversation. Um, one of Jason's friends is named Hawk. Because <laughs> Becca says, it's just like Hawk said if you get Jason, you get all of us. Uh, oh, good old Hawk. Maybe that's the one that's in love with him. Um, yeah, if you get Jason, you get all of us. It kind of sounds like a threat, really. Speaking of threats, this is a perfect segue. Um, Chris, who the guys the whole date or, or the whole episode are like, this guy's on the verge of exploding. Right. Like, he could get violent. None of us know what he's going to yeah. do. Like, sounds like a pretty volatile Sure, dude. yeah, because they don't usually say that, even about guys that are a little bit upset. I feel like it takes a little something right. to and have that vibe. Chris himself says that he's going to literally go in guns blazing to the group date. We have discussed this before about the use of literally misuse, incorrectly. Misuse. Yeah, sorry, misuse. This is probably the worst example that yeah, I've ever heard yeah. of this because now it's been a threat. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Chris. Yeah. Um, yeah, he says he's going to have some tricks up his sleeve. He, <laughs> spoiler alert, he does not. Spoiler alert, it's a gun. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Um, it's really only a matter of time before something like that happens on this show. Yeah, I'm, I, mean, I mean, given given what's going on these days, it is. Yeah. Oh shit! You just got political. You got political. I didn't. Yeah, no, you. I you started did it. not. Well, speaking speaking of, of political, political, who's in the house? Mr. George W. What George Washington? The, <laughs> the, original, the original George, George w. The original W. And Abraham Lincoln, yes. who is also on my list. Really? See, here's something. No, I was, he's not at all. Well, I was going to say they chose. They found a really good actor to play Lincoln, and part of it was it's hard to find someone who's ugly enough to play Lincoln, who's also an actor. Yeah, Lincoln was quite ugly, apparently. Yeah, yeah. There's a whole section in Lincoln and the Bardo about like his face, Aww. like pages about like different historical descriptions of Lincoln's face. We never saw that Daniel Day Lewis movie. No, we didn't. Lincoln. No, yeah. It was 12 hours. Hottest uh, president? Who do you say? Ken- what, Kennedy? Yeah, I feel like Kennedy's a star- is too expected, sure. right? Obama is too expected. Young Obama, certainly. 
not old Crip Keeper Obama yeah. at the you know 2016 era. I have to look at a poster of this. Yeah, this After is a good question. I look at a blank United States poster. <laughs> we had to figure out what state is where, and I'm then like, who you is know the who hottest president? With, you know who I bet was hot? That's who? like low key hot, yeah. and doesn't get a lot of attention for Garfield. it. John Adams. John Adams. Don't you think he was probably hot? I don't know. I don't. He was played by Paul Giamatti, so. Let that guide your, <laughs> your thinking. All right. All yeah. right. I'll say Jefferson. What the hell? We should look at our dollar bills and see uh, who's... Dollar bills. Dollar bills, y'all. All right. Anyway, um, they go on the group date, and sure enough, George Washington and Abraham Lincoln show up. Mm-hmm. Our um, daughter was watching this at one point and asked if it was the real Abraham Lincoln. She was like, Abraham Lincoln and Donald Trump. <laughs> George Washington was Donald Trump. You wish Trump. Yeah. Oh. Um Chris and Lincoln, Lincoln, not Abraham Lincoln. Right. That but does get a little confusing. It does get a little like, confusing. Yeah. And Lincoln gets to try on Abraham Lincoln's hat. He gets to wear the stovepipe hat, yeah. which is a huge thing. Yeah. yeah. Um Chris says that Lincoln is a sneak. He's completely asinine. I will be ignoring him. I will be acting as if he's not around because he's dead to me. Funny thing there. He was actually talking about Abraham Lincoln being <laughs> dead to him. <laughs> but you Chris were dead this whole time. big John Wilkes Booth fan. Guns blazing. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, they see the Declaration of Independence. Mm-hmm. Nerdiest date ever. I know, but the guys seem to be into it. But later, Becca says that that was the most fun part of the date. Hmm. Though, given how shitty everything goes down after that, yeah, I'm not surprised, not surprised to hear it. So they're going to be debating for Becca's hand. So uh, they are calling it Becca Election 2018. Becca Election 2018. Um, it is a debate situation I debate like, date what the do great you think debate just date. How about that that is good i like it i yeah. was gonna say what if more romantic issues were settled via debate format like what like i don't know just, swallow yeah debate <laughs> two minutes on each side yeah right opening statements closing statements <laughs> mustering evidence favorite position <laughs> What's your position on positions? Nice. That would be the moderator's question. Yeah. Chris Jim Lair would moderate. Chris Harrison for 2020 moderator in the oh, presidential, presidential election. Debates. Yeah. I mean, at this point, it doesn't fucking matter what happens in the debates anyways. So why not just go hog wild? Okay. All right. What? Now now who's oh. getting political? Now who's getting um, fired up? It's you again. Yeah. It's you just like same, it was you last time. Same person. Same guy. Um, I did like the way that um, when each of the guys were talking, Chris would just stalk kind of angrily around in the background. Yeah. What, were they on the Capitol steps, too? They were. And who is there but the (laughs) governor of the Commonwealth of Virginia? You, sir, should have have better things to do. (laughs) Are there no problems in Virginia to solve? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) To ask a question. What is your idea of the perfect date with Becca in the Commonwealth of Virginia specifically? This guy did not have time to go to Charlottesville when the riots were happening, I don't think. He did. I will say, I think it was him that gave a really good interview on Pod Save America. And you know what? 
Fuck that shit. If I was the governor, you better believe I would be using that position to leverage my way to into situations like this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Why do you run for it if yeah. you're not going to be on reality shows in a pointless way? Yeah. But anyways. Yeah. Um, you know what? I take back my stance. You reversed your position. We had a debate about it. You reversed <laughs> your position. I respect you, sir. Yeah. Good choice. Um... When, so Colton, so he he gets to ask the first question, mm-hmm. and his question is, Colton, what is your idea of the perfect date with Becca in the Commonwealth of Virginia? And he says, well, Virginia is for lovers, so I would probably want to take her to a dog park here. What does that mean? <laughs> Are we to understand that they want to go witness dog sex? I believe so. Yeah, it's quite the segue. Virginia's yeah. for lovers. Of all stripes. Dog park it is. <laughs> you might be talking about one of those after hours. One of those dog, dog key parties. <laughs> those collar mm. parties they have. Um, We know what goes on in the dog parks of Virginia. All right, Lincoln, oh, Abraham Lincoln asks Bachelorette Lincoln how he envisions his future with Becca, and Lincoln basically just, like, takes that opportunity to bitch a bunch about Chris. And a pointless dig. It makes no sense at all. No, it doesn't, yeah. Not once it ever occurred to me to pack my bags and go home like Chris. Unlike some people here. Right, for no reason. Um... Then Chris does the same thing. I mean, they yeah. both just look really stupid again. Yep. Chris says that there's a nasty side to Lincoln that is malicious and aggressive. Um, uh, oh, also, Chris says that Lincoln calls him a fat fuck. And they show the governor, like, wince when he says it. You get the governor's reaction shot. And there's a murmur through and, the audience. And Becca is like, this is embarrassing. Right, as it is. Yeah, and then I also like, so they kind of get into it. Chris and Lincoln go back and forth. Blake jumps in, and Chris tries to interrupt him. And Harrison is like, I'll let Blake go, then you rebut. That's how this goes. Like, there are formal, like, (laughs) rules for this Bachelorette debate. The first person to go was determined by a coin toss. Um, the debate ends and Becca clearly is just like pissed off about right. the way that it went. Super annoyed and frustrated as he, she should yeah, be. Lincoln yeah, Lincoln and Chris were just acting like donkeys. Acting a donkey. Yeah, and that's not a dig at Democrats. Mm-mm. That is a phrase that... It's a dig at donkeys. <laughs> you fools. Take that, donkeys. You foolish donkeys. I'm not afraid Get to say your who's, shit together. Who's getting political again? Donkeys are idiots. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they say it's so embarrassing. These guys are airing their dirty laundry in front of everybody. And several people make that point, which is like, why? The audience doesn't care about right, like, like they don't know pointless. what's... Yeah. yeah, what are you talking about? Well, and then Chris says, I have to look like the bad guy in front of all these people. Well, you are. Yeah. <laughs> One of them, at least. Yeah. And you chose to do that as well, sir. <laughs> They also did one of the weirdest things they've ever done, which is when they cut to commercial, they show Becca walking like by the columns of the state house, and then, and then she, she disappears. <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, yeah, I Becca, don't know. Becca's soul is disappearing. Becca's a ghost. Becca died ten that years ago. Died twenty years ago. She was Trista Rin's godmother. <laughs> the ghost of Bachelorette's past. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. We go to the cocktail hour portion of the date. 
Lincoln tells Becca that he is scared of Chris. Uh, Chris, on the other hand, says that he hopes Becca understands he has a good part, a good, a heart. good heart. Well, and then so Lincoln says something that Connor was afraid to room with Chris. Which uh, I think that Lincoln just, Lincoln clearly, I mean, let us say Chris sucks, but Lincoln also is just sure. full of shit. Like, right. clearly. Right. I can't believe that the flat earth guy is full of shit, but here we are. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe that the floor shitter is right. full of is shit. It, well, not as much anymore. He went to the corner of the mansion or um, the hotel where they were at. So Becca asks Chris if Connor wanted to switch rooms to not live with him. And Chris's reaction, Chris says, Connor. As if he has no idea <laughs> right. who Connor is. It's the worst. I don't actually think that happened that way, but it's the worst denial ever. Like, Connor, Connor, I'm trying to remember. Oh, yes. Um, the guy with the hair. Yeah. Um, so it's just an ugly cocktail hour. Yeah. Um, the guy, so she, I mean, she makes the mistake of meeting first with Chris and Lincoln. Right. And that just seems to put her in a really bad mood. Garrett, Colton, Wills, they all try to kind of pull her out of it. Um, uh-huh. Wills goes so far as to say that he is falling in love with right. her. Well, let's get this little this moment where Becca tells Garrett that she needs some time to herself. And Garrett, honestly, I mean, I do not like Garrett from what I know of him, but he handled this whole date really well. Um, and he said, like, that's fine. And then he went downstairs, and Chris and Lincoln are still fighting about some stupid nonsense. And Lincoln is like... Oh, I did say that about Connor. No, I didn't. I d- <laughs> it, it doesn't make any sense. But Garrett is like, bro. Garrett is basically like, fucking stop it. Yeah. Yeah. And he is the voice of reason in this situation. He's not the voice of reason on Instagram, but he's the voice of reason in this situation. And he's like, whatever you're talking about right now, you put her in such a bad head state that she doesn't want to open open up. You need to get over it and move on. Well, Good. I tell you, I mean, it is true. And I think that Becca clearly is being emotionally affected by this but then my reaction is like then fucking get rid of them you know that you're not going to end up with either one of them why just man up ball up and you're saying becca man up yes like why keep them around if all they continue to do is put you in a bad mood right like she knows at this point that she's not going to keep them sure right and i mean she cuts chris pretty soon after that but Honestly, I think that's but what honestly, she should have done. She cuts Chris because he comes to yes. her hotel room. Like yes. she would have kept him around until the rose ceremony. Right. right. It seems like based on especially what Chris already has done and his performance at the debate, it's clear that he's not the right person for her. He she should have just sent them both home yes. and then said, you know, I'm sorry, but this cocktail hour is is over. Um all right, so again, Wills tells her that he's falling in love with her. It's terrifying and alleviating. Whoa. Wills, who earlier said that he wanted to channel the great orators of the day. Oh. Um, Still like Wills. She get, even though he says he's falling in love with her, she gives the date rose to Colton. Yeah. Uh, even though Garrett really wanted it, and I think Wills did too. How obviously. did our child was like doing something crazy in the backyard when this was happening? How did Colton get the rose? He just did. Uh, I think he just like comforted her. Okay. Made her feel better. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Chris says, "Fuck the other guys. I'm ready for this." Obviously, I'm a fighter. I don't give up. I'm not going to lose this battle. I'm going into this with the right mindset. Right. Well, he has this weird thing that's like, 
sort of like inspirational posters that are off two clicks. It's like this isn't yeah. the way you fight for something. Right. You know, yes. like this is not the right way to fight for love by just literally fighting. He just seems really out of sync and oblivious. Right. And he just seems very narcissistic and unwilling to actually like take a step back and look give an honest look at the situation. Right. From you know? someone else's perspective. So Becca is staring forlornly out of a window. Um, she is going on her date with Leo, but she says she's not her best self. She is emotionally exhausted. Leo shows up wearing what appears to be some sort of a Sherpa blazer. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. I liked it. Yeah, I did it's too. It's the only jacket he could get that fit his broad shoulders. <laughs> Had to have that tailor-made. <laughs> uh, when he When she walks up, he says... Oh my God, you beautiful thing! I know. How come you don't ever say that to um, me? I feel like Leo is sweet. He's really sweet, and I was gonna say that normally really earnest people rub me the wrong way, but he didn't. He's like super earnest, and he just he pulls it off. And he's so—I mean, truly, he is. He appears giant. He's got that. He and he even in the episode acknowledges that he knows he looks like a caricature. Which is true, but then he's like, "But I just want to settle down. I like, know. if I'm with, you, if I'm lucky enough to be with you, I'd be the only one." You know, he just seems like a really sweet guy. Yeah. No, I've liked him since the beginning. Leo might be on my list at this point. Mm. Um, Imagine that. Oh, two uh, long, just two dudes. long, dark-haired gentlemen. <laughs> one big, the other rather uh, diminutive in size. <laughs> But uh, um, they go to Shuck Oysters, which looks like the most miserable fucking date ever. Yeah. I, I do want to hit a couple quick Leo quotes. Mm, sorry, go ahead. Uh, just before we get away from them, he sees they go flying in an airplane, and he says, "Holy moly!" Aww. And then when they start flying, he says, "I feel like I'm in an Indiana Jones movie right now." Aww. And then there's a moment which we'll hit on in just a second that also highlights Leo's enthusiasm and sincerity. Um, but yeah, they go shuck oysters. It looks, it's just freezing. Leo says that he's going to give Becca everything he has. I'm going to give her my heart and hopefully that's enough. They eat their dinner at City Hall, which at first I was like, lame. But then they get in there and it's like uh, amazing and Yeah, awesome. I know. Well, you mentioned like Virginia must have forked over some cash to yes, get this positive sure. of a portrayal. Um, because yeah, you wouldn't expect... Richmond to be like one of the cities. Though I guess they're running out of cities at this point. You know. Well, you know what I like about Richmond? What's that? It's a big city, but you're in the country. You know what I like about Virginia? Hmm. It's for lovers. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if you've heard that before, but it is. Um, no, Leo is just sweet the whole time, and he also we've seen. It's interesting because we've seen a lot of guys just botch this show this season. We've also seen a lot of guys play it really well. Yeah. You know, like um, handle like a. With emotional intelligence. Read the situation, respond. Mm. You know, Garrett does it earlier here. Leo seems to kind of like... Taylor would be so proud. She'd be so proud. Seems Um, to kind of modulate to, um, you know, accommodate her emotions. Yes. Yes. Yeah, because he says um, at one point earlier on in the date, he's just like... I don't want you to feel like you have to show up and, like, fake a good time. Right. Like, yeah. let's be real. Yeah. I like that. No, I did, too. Well, and he, she said, you saw this me... This when people stop being polite and start, start getting real. Start being real. Well, Becca says, you saw me at your worst today. And he said, that's your worst. You were mildly not yourself. It's yeah. A good, it's yeah. a good line. 
I like um, Leo. Leo shares some personal information. So he, I got a little confused here. I couldn't tell that if he had, he was given the opportunity to play professional baseball and he didn't take it, or he was right. given that opportunity. Did he play baseball for a while and then he left? I didn't quite understand. It's unclear. Yeah. But in any, uh, at, at what's the word I'm looking for? At any rate. At any, any rate, rate. Yes. At any rate. Um, he said that doing that disappointed his father, that he always idolized his father. Right, he was a larger-than-life figure in yeah. many ways. Yeah. You know who's on my list? Who? Leo's dad. <laughs> you know who else is on my list? Who? Parampum. Parampum. What are the this odds is that Leo's dad list. is Parampum? Low. <laughs> <laughs> I like I'm the idea that Parampum just has, like... Uh, like a sired, yeah, sired so many, <laughs> and all of them. That would, you know, I guess they did the twins, but they've never done like brothers on uh, the show, have they? Like competing yes, for the same yes, woman? Yes, Deanna. Okay. Stephen and they did a brother in that situation. Okay. Although I don't know, one of the brothers might have never been on the been a contestant. Okay. Although I think he was. That, I think regardless. guy. All right. Get on it, intern. Yeah. Our unpaid intern is not doing their job. I want to hire Chris as our intern. <laughs> no, you don't. Well, you just want to know where he got his jacket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... I think he would Chris, come on our... Chris, please tweet at us yeah. and tell me where you got that. Maybe he would come on our podcast if was we promised not to grill him. Felicia's basement? And just <laughs> Filene's basement? Yes. basement. <laughs> You're thinking of Felicity. Uh, Anyways. Always. Um, well, especially on this date with Leo. Yeah. Well, uh, they say the night isn't over. Rebecca says the night isn't over. And uh, Leo says, oh, my God, are you kidding me? Are you me? kidding me? Oh, oh, so adorable. I just, he is the best. Well, I really like him. I'll also say the other thing. So I said I don't normally like super sincere people. But the other thing that's really impressive about him is that he pulls this off without seeming dumb. Yeah. Which is really hard Especially to do. Especially for someone as pretty as him. Right. Someone who's as pretty he and doesn't strong. doesn't seem like a meathead. Right. I want to be married to Leo. Well, baby, it's too late for that. <laughs> it's never too late. It's never too late Ma- for love. That's the day <laughs> card that I'm going to mail him. <laughs> well, he's probably, too, you know, one of the things he does in his stunt work is he is uh, on the, like, Waterworld stage show. Yeah, Let's so. go see that. Yeah, I bet you'd like just, to see that. Just yeah, to just see. for just because you love Waterworld, it's one of your favorite films. Um, the night isn't over because they go to an auditorium to see one final act. It is Fred Willard. <laughs> <laughs> Fred Willard was actually in the coffin at the podium yeah. earlier. He like he's like the <laughs> the crypt keeper um, yeah. popping out. Um, uh, no, it's Morgan Evans, Morgan y'all. Evans. Holy shit. The Morgan oh Evans. Oh my gosh, yeah. Morgan Evans. Are you kidding me? Morgan Evans? Who well, I noted looked like... Uh, Ramsey. Ramsey from Game of Thrones. Yes. G-O-T. Yeah. So we got Cal, Cal Drogo. Yeah. Drogo. Cal, Cal Drago. 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 <laughs> we don't speak uh, Dothraki. Dothraki. Oh, gosh, my son and my stars. Leo, you're my son and my stars. <laughs> Baby, this is starting to disturb me a little bit. Though I like him so much, too. He I know. He list. could come be our... We could do a tricycle. Is that what it's called? 
We could do sort of a brother husband situation. He could lift everything around the house. He could. He could open those pickle jars that you can never get open. I opened that one. I opened your jar he the other open, day. You know he how, would kill the roach. You know he would have killed that roach would, that appeared the other day. Yeah. You know how sometimes you have trouble opening that Talenti gelato? Yes, I do. <laughs> that is a docu- well-documented problem, though, that a lot of people have. A lot of people Not do Leo, that. but a lot of people have that problem. Leo would just squeeze it, and it would the lid would pop off. <laughs> he would just give it a look, and it would pry Yeah. Open. Yeah. Oh. Baby. Anyway, anyway. Um... Yeah. All right, Chris says that if Leo comes home, Chris doesn't think that he will be along that much longer. Dude, I don't think it matters what happens right, with yeah. Leo. Everybody else could leave, and you still wouldn't uh, have a good chance. But Leo does walk back through the door. Yep. I like the fact that all the guys call him Big Dog. Big Dog, yeah. Nice. What's up, Big Dog? Well, we got rid of Johnny Tsunami, so we right. Need a new, we needed a new yeah. nickname. I want to mention one more thing about the Morgan Evans show, which is they pan. They've never done quite this thing before where they gave a POV shot of, like, Becca. Oh, a little sloshy in your wine. Cheers. Um, They do, like, a POV shot as Becca's walking through the crowd, which is kind of, like, it felt claustrophobic and terrifying. Like, all the people in the crowd were going nuts. Like, Mm -hmm. the Beatles had walked in. It's like like, the guys going into a hotel room. Right, exactly. (laughs) Almost that much enthusiastic. What it reminded me of is, like, that crazy woman from that Trump rally whose, like, face is just, like, jubilant. You remember that? Like, thank mm, Lord Jesus for Trump or whatever. Um, but anyway, like, it just... I know you've always said, like, that's your nightmare to have to dance in front of all those people. And I feel yeah. like that really brought that home with, like, this thin tunnel of, like, this crazed crowd that you have to walk through. Um, all right. Chris is, again, just kind of bitching about Lincoln. He says that people need to acknowledge <laughs> the type of monster that Lincoln is. Okay, this is the this is the quote. Right, people, do the whole thing. Yeah. People need to acknowledge the type of monster Lincoln is. The man eats twelve eggs every day. His cholesterol has to be six thousand. <laughs> I love that segue. Also, if you think that Lincoln is a monster, Chris, wait till you get a load of Gaston. I have in my notes. <laughs> so Lincoln is Gaston. <laughs> yeah, Lincoln's roughly the size of a barge. Yeah. Uh, I heard that Lincoln uses antlers in all of his decorating. <laughs> Nobody goes tromping around in big boots mm-hmm. like Lincoln does. Oh, goodness. Um, So, who goes tromping around in boots, actually, but Chris? Yes. I also want his boots. Yeah, he's got some style. Hate the man. Say what you will about the man. He's got some style. Also, let's just be be forthright here. He is not as attractive as the other men in the house. Is that fair? Mm, Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Sure. I mean, I think if you saw him on the street, you'd be like, that's a fine-looking person. Yes. But... Um, I just, uh, if you're up against Leo and Jordan and whoops, whoever sorry else. guys, Katie, stop texting me. <laughs> Katie, you were supposed Espe- to be on our episode this week, so if you can't do that, stop, stop texting, texting me and saying that it smells like a baby prostitute in your house. <laughs> in her house, not our house. In her house, okay. not in our house. Our house just smells like a full-grown prostitute. <laughs> Um, um, okay, so uh, Chris says, actions speak louder than words. I'm ready to fight. He's so militant. And off he, he storms just... to Becca's hotel. And Becca asks, 
I counted four different times. What are you doing yeah. here? And yeah. he's just like, hey. Yeah. He's, ugh, he is the opposite of smooth. Yeah. Well, and so Becca opens her door and uh, Chris says, surprise. Well, and it's she also weird because he's like, I'm ready to fight. He says, like you said, he says that yeah. like 10 times. Is he going to fight Becca? Right. Who's like, he fighting? Who are you fighting, yeah. big guy? Yeah. What's the deal? Um, Chris says that he can 100% see himself marrying Becca. She, rightfully so, asks what changed right. from last week when he was questioning you even being there. Yeah. And he just immediately gets really pissed off because um, he's like, I, I just felt like you weren't there for me. And she's like, you had no reason to feel that way. And he's... He's very much a mansplainer because he's like, yeah. I'm just going to need you to not think about that anymore. Yeah, like... Okay, dick. Right. I'll think about what I want to think well, about. Well, and also, like, what? The thing that happened last week? Right. That's what you need me to not and think like, about? And, Becca... I liked Becca in this situation because mm-hmm. she does a good job of saying, like, I was ready to let all that go, and then you came back this week and you were a dick again. Right. right. Well, and then he's like, we've had this little bit of adversity... But it's not something that was created by you and I. And she's like, I'm going to have to disagree yeah. with you on that. Well, and of course, like it, was, it wasn't created by the two of them. It was created by him. Drama yeah. queen Chris. Yeah. Um, and essentially, she basically is just like, it's over, dude. Well, we have to handle this beautiful situation that uh, you Instagrammed, right? Where she says, I have so many red flags oh now gosh. that I don't think we can get there. And there's just a huge pause. It's so long. It's like this. So what are you trying to say? <laughs> so you're telling me there's a chance. Oh. oh. And she's like, I'm saying I want you out. Right. Get out. Get out. Yes. <clears throat> oh, my God. No, and then, and then, like, and he's like, I've been attacked the last week and a half. Oh, and she rightly says, boy. you've also done some attacking. But we also, we've seen this a couple times this season. I almost said this semester. This season. <laughs> um, where the guy's Bachelor just like. you. <laughs> teach a special topics bachelor class. Honestly, you probably could get away with it if it got enrollment. Uh, yeah. If yeah. it filled. Um, where guys just won't leave. Once Becca's like, you're done. Get out. Right. Yeah. Please go. Though then he eventually, like, she's like, I'll walk you out. And he's like, no, I, I don't need that. And she's like, well, I'm going to do you this courtesy. You big baby. Yeah. You rude individual. She says that he's an angry person. Which appears to be the case. Yeah. And then he's gone. Well, Chris. He's gone. Adios, motherfucker. By stepping into an SUV that appears to just be waiting to it's take like him the, home. It's like the mob. I yeah. mean, it's not that SUV is not taking him home. <laughs> yeah, Harrison has got him in the trunk already. <laughs> um, we have a rose ceremony, no cocktail party. Um, I noticed that it appeared that a bunch of the guys were wearing bow ties. It might have only been a few, but I kept seeing flashes of bow ties. But at this point, a few bow ties is a lot of bow ties. I'm I'm gonna make a statement. Okay. Anti bow tie. Ah, and the anti bow tie platform. I don't like bow ties. Yeah, it Are takes you a magician. Right. It takes a very. Did you invent the cotton gin? <laughs> It takes a very rare person to pull it off. I think it can be pulled Number off. Number one, Thomas Ravenel. Okay. Eh, nah, mm. I take that back. Even I, I don't think even Thomas could pull off yeah. a bow tie. 
Maybe Shep. Now we're crossing over into... Into a, a totally different territory, which I know nothing about. Do you... You know um, enough about it. Do you have... Are you anti-bow ties even that are tied themselves? Like just any bow tie is... Uh, as opposed to a clip-on? Clip on, yeah, or like a strap. No, if you're going to wear... If you are going to... Clip-on is never okay. Right. Yeah, so you're That's saying, what you yeah. wore for that derby party. Well, right? that's Because right. it was a murder mystery party. It was a murder party. mystery party in which I did not want to invest a lot of money in my costume. Do your, uh, do your voice. I don't know. I don't know if I can do all of a sudden. It's our <laughs> oh, basic it's Charleston too voice. Much pressure. Oh, too much pressure. Uh, oh, those horses are some beautiful animals. My character was really obsessed and into the horses. <laughs> <laughs> That's a twist I added to the character myself. <laughs> anyway, uh, a lot of bow ties. A lot of bow ties. However yeah. you feel about them. Harrison, uh, <laughs> like motherfucking Batman. Right. Legitimately comes in through a window. <laughs> They're right? all just talking and then he just like appears. <laughs> He comes in through the window. Through the window, yeah. Harrison. And then tells them, and then they're like, uh-oh. And then he tells them the words that they were all dreading. There's no, no cocktail, cocktail party. party. And, uh, yeah, so. All right. Blake, Garrett, and Wills get roses. No one is surprised. Right. Um, Connor's gone. Connor's hair is gone. Mm. Yeah. I ended up liking Connor okay. He was fine. I know uh, our listener slash friend Katie really liked him. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll get her on here to talk about it. Um, Lincoln's gone. Lincoln's gone. Dunzo. They yeah. did not film Lincoln's exit interview. Yeah, or they didn't use it. Well, I have it on good authority that the reason why they didn't is because it was just him taking a shit <laughs> on the floor. Unusable. Yeah. yeah. Unusable. And no they one... said, even we have standards. Right. No one has shit themselves like that since Chad on Bachelor in Paradise. <laughs> oh, I don't like that. I don't like that, Ryan. I don't <laughs> like that. Poor, that. Yeah, that's in poor taste, Ryan. We're better than that. No, we're not better than mentioning things that <laughs> happened on the show that they showed us. Uh... Um, so they're headed to the Bahamas. Probably not to swim with the pigs again. Oh, my favorite date in Bachelor history. I think one of your favorite moments in your life is seeing that happen. I will swim with those pigs. Yeah, that's on your bucket list. We'll make it happen. Make it happen. Yeah. Um, But yeah, they do not appear to be doing that. Do you have any predictions about your like top three or four at this point? Uh, Top four. Easily. Okay. Garrett, Blake, Wills, uh, who am I forgetting? Hang on. Garrett, Blake, Wills. What? Jason or Colton? Oh, Jason. Jason. Yes. Thank okay. you. Oh yeah. So I don't know. Um, I think that we're going to get some, I think Leo, uh, is going to be next to go. Oh really? I feel I like they had such a positive day, but they maybe did. she's just not going to I just think that it. he's going to be like a nice guy who she's like, you're just not the one for me. He's in the friend zone. Yeah. Yeah. Come, I'll take you right out of that zone, bud. <laughs> Come down here. Come down to Alabama. Um, take you to the erogenous zone. <laughs> what? That's the parts of your body that are uh, turned. I know what yeah. erogenous means. Okay. There you go. 
Okay. You seemed like you didn't. So okay. You, you seemed like no. that needed to be mansplained to you. Yeah. No, yeah. I know what words mean. Okay. Um, I think we're going to get Colton gone pretty soon, too. Yeah. I don't know how that goes down, but something's going to happen. Yeah. And as, I mean, like we said, he doesn't seem as into it. Yeah, I definitely think Garrett and Blake and Wills probably is the top three. Well, you know, just knowing already that Colton is on... Uh, Bachelor sure. in Paradise. I feel like they don't do that yeah. unless they get cut relatively yeah. early. They're not even trying yeah. to um, to like fool us with that one. So, all right. Well, we will see what happens next week, everybody, um, in the Bahamas. Ooh. Ooh. Who does she think she is? That girl has tangled with the wrong man. No one says no to Gaston. <laughs> Done right. Dismissed. Rejected publicly humiliated why it's more than i can bear more beer what for nothing helps i'm disgraced who you never gaston you've got to pull yourself together gosh it disturbs me to see you gaston looking so down in the dumps every guy here'd love to be you gaston even when taking your lumps there's no man in town as admired as you. You're everyone's favorite guy. Everyone's awed and inspired by you. And it's not very hard to see why. No one's slick as Gaston. No one's quick as Gaston. No one's next as incredibly thick as Gaston, for there's no man in town half as manly. Perfect up your paragon. You can ask any Tom, Dick, or Stanley, and they'll tell you whose team they prefer to be on. No one's big like Gaston. No one's got us well cleft in his gym like Gaston. As a specimen, yes, I'm intimidating. I want a guy like Gaston. If I were us, you will Gaston is the best and the rest is all the rest. Nobody fights like Gaston For there's no one as burly and brawny As you see, I've got biceps to spare Not a bit of him scraggly or scrawny That's right And every last inch of me's covered with hair No one gets like Gaston in a spitting match, nobody spits like Gaston. I'm especially good at expectorating. <laughs> when I was a lad, I ate four dozen eggs every morning to help me get large. And now that I'm grown, I eat five dozen eggs, so I'm roughly the size of a barge. Goes tromping around wearing boots like Gaston. I use antlers in all of my decorating. Help! Shall I help?
Help me! Maurice? Please, please, I need your help. He's got her. He's got her locked in the dungeon. Who? Belle, we must go. Not, not a minute to lose. Whoa, slow down, Maurice. Who's got Belle locked in a dungeon? A beast! A horrible, monstrous... This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.